This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Funkies and junkies, welcome to this week's episode of Your Home for Everything Current, Up to Date, and Exciting. Exciting news and notes of NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. It is the NWA Saturday special. I'm Scott Crisco. Joining me as always, the doctor, Dr. G, Georgia Blue. How are you? The pleasure is all yours. Woohoo! Uh, doctor. Uh, so. Um, we got an interesting show this week. Uh, this past Tuesdays, uh, since we did our show last week on a Sunday, um, we will not be doing NWA USA because I, we did it last week. Uh, so we are going to do the, uh, um, this past week's, uh, power, which was actually a power surge and it was technically episode two of velvet after dark which means it was a clip show of crap um but there were some very interesting um some very interesting news and notes and then we will update you on the ha tams three card and then i'm going to inform the doctor of something that came out that made me very unhappy and i know for a fact will make him very unhappy uh if you have not yet listened to the newest episode of Place to Be Nation's main event. Uh, you won't know what I'm talking about. If you did, you will know what I'm talking about. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, but, Doctor, as I mentioned, this past Tuesday was a power surge. It was episode two, the second ever episode of NWA's Velvet After Dark, which is pretty much. Simply Velvet Sky and Angelina Love acting like they did when they were in the beautiful people in TNA. And they had hoodies on. They wanted to dress sexy, but they said the they said the uh the fans told them that they couldn't. So they had to wear hoodies, which makes no sense. But anyway, uh thanks always to Josh Lopez. Not a lot of notes this week, so he didn't have to do as much work, but you can find him on Twitter at the Hoots Podcast. So again, uh they had uh, backstage interviews with Magic Jake Dumas, Christy Janes, Taryn Terrell, Natasha Marco- uh, Natalia Markova, and Mercurio. Mercurio has an accent. Did you know that? I don't think I've ever heard him talk. Mercurio. He actually has an accent. You might have. He might have driven one of your tour buses. He could have. <laughs> That's some cheese, you asshole. Um, the matches, again, they were all, when they do shows like this, the matches are pretty much throwaways. Anthony Andrews versus Trax. Anthony Andrews won that one. Eric Jackson uh, beat Scoop uh, beat Soda Pop Hendricks. I was going to say Soda Pop uh, Curtis. That was, of course, Rob Lowe <laughs> with the Outsiders. Uh, Soda Pop Hendricks 
Rolando Freeman, you know, little tiny Rolando, uh, defeated Casey Rocks. And Jax Dane beat the piss out of Sal Renaro. Incidentally, did you see, Doctor, that Sal Renaro was one of the uh, jobbers that almost beat up last week on Raw? Yeah, I saw something. On yeah, the pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, anyway, that's it. it Hope we got some, paid pretty well. I would think so, right? Again, those were those were the matches, and it was mostly, you know, Velvet and Angelina giggling through most of it. So I don't say this very often lately, but this was pretty much a throwaway episode. There was really nothing of uh, nothing of note. Yes, um, you're right. So nothing crazy there. So let's get into some other stuff. Let's do an updated uh, um, Hot Times 3 uh, card. Um, of course, Hard Times 3 will be on Saturday, November 12th. Um, from Chalmette, Louisiana, the Frederick Sigur Civic Center. Uh, there'll be two shows that weekend. Of course, the pay-per-view Saturday. And then on Sunday, the following day, there's a TV taping for Power and NWA USA called Revolution Rumble, uh, which will take place the next day on the 13th. Uh, just to give you all an update. Uh, of course, uh, that weekend, we always give you the best coverage we can. Uh, that Saturday morning, the 12th, will be the Doctor and I giving you our Hard Times 3 uh, preview special. Uh, and so, uh, Monday morning, the 14th, we will give you our uh, reaction special. For the first time in a while, though, we may not have a Place to Be Nation uh, Twitch uh, alternate commentary that show. Uh, just scheduling, you know, people busy doing things. So uh, we'll we'll confirm that with you on next week's show. But uh, there is a good chance that we, for the first time in a while, will not have a uh, Twitch feed for alternate commentary. Uh, it depends on the uh, uh, who's around. But uh, we will definitely have a preview special. We will definitely have a reaction special that will drop Monday morning. So definitely watch the show and stay here to the PTB Wrestling Network. We will still have uh, all the coverage for you of uh ha tams three uh all right so here's the updated card there is now 13 matches 13 matches we'll start uh there is one uh pre-show match it is a hardcore team war uh the teams are mercurio magic jake dumas and Jax dane and they will be teaming against anthony mayweather jtg and the pope Here's the rest of the card. Uh, so for some dumb reason, as we talked about last week, Dr. G, um, AJ Kazana and Jordan Clearwater ended up having the finals of the TV title on NWA USA. And for some dumb reason, uh, the match ended in a time limit draw. I have never heard of a time limit draw for the finals of a fucking tournament. So that's Billy being Billy. So the match is happening anyway. At Hard Times 3, so AJ Kazana and Jordan Clearwater will still wrestle for the <laughs> vacant World Television Championship. Okay. A match that has been added, uh, it is the Battle Dr. G of the question marks. There's the question mark, which is, of course, Rodney Mack with a mask on, against this new question mark, the question mark 2. And it is mask versus mask, so the loser must unmask. Which makes me think that that uh, question Mac is going to win, so we can see who this other guy is. So, Davy Richards is coming back. 
Uh, he'll be defending the MLW open weight title this time against Colby Carino. That could be a really fun match. Davey Richards, of course, uh, took on Hill, uh, Thrill Billy Silas uh, at NWA 74 in a pretty good match. So we'll see Davey Richards returning to defend the open weight title in MLW. Hawks Airy, Luke and PJ, of course, their promotion, Wildcat Wrestling, will be hosting, I guess, co-hosting Revolution Rumble the next day. They're in a tag match against To Be Announced. Hmm. What do you think? The Usos? Yeah, the young right. Bucks. The Young Bucks? The reason I'm saying that is I'm not being obnoxious. I'll explain that story in a minute. But So there, there's, there's a TBA. Uh, as mentioned, Pretty Empowered will be defending the World Women's Tag Team titles, Ella Envy and Kenzie Page, against the team of Mate, Maddie, and Missa Kate, who, of course, beat Pretty Empowered in a non-title match a couple weeks ago. Oh, was it last week? I think it was last week. Uh, Nick Aldis taking on Odinson. We all knew that one. EC3 taking on Tom Latimer. We knew that one. Homicide will be defending the junior heavyweight title against the future le- the future legend. I can't even say with a straight face. The future legend, care for future legend yeah yeah uh the fixers will be defending the united states tag team titles against the team of rush freeman and brady pierce the spectaculars with rolando and looks like later today if you're listening to this as it dropped uh saturday morning later today when the newest episode of nwa usa drops at 12 noon on youtube billy is apparently going to be revealing new U.S. tag team belts. I don't know why. I mean, they're not the not they're not the best belts. I mean, they don't suck, but I mean, they're not. I mean, they're okay. I don't know. Maybe he's gonna go back to the original. You know, the red leather with the USA on the front. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. I mean, I guess uh, people must have complained about those belts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, speaking of, uh, today, uh, doctor, during some of my downtime at work, I ended up, I was watching the May 16th, 1987 episode of the, of, you know, NWA, you know, the Saturday night show. And they had the finals of the, uh, vacant U S tag team title tournament. If you remember the champions doctor were Dick Murdoch and Ivan Koloff, but Dick Murdoch was suspended because he, he, uh, brain busted, Nikita Koloff, who, of course, was at the time United States Heavyweight Champion, on the cement at a house show. So they were stripped of the titles, and there was a tournament. And on this day, May 16th, the Midnight Express defeated the team of Barry Windham and Ronnie Garvin, Sean Sean Kidd's dream team there, to win the uh, U.S. Tag Team titles. That's... I forgot that Barry and Ron had, had a little run together. Oh, they were, they were, they were champions. Uh, they they were the second ever U.S. Tag Team Champions. The original the, the original was Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev. Then Ivan and Nick, and then uh, uh, Barry and Ronnie beat them, and then they lost to Ivan Koloff and uh, uh, Dick Murdoch. So so today I watched the episode, and it would uh, obviously the Braves the Braves must have been playing that night because uh, the episode was only forty something minutes, uh, and that was the only match on the card. The match was like twenty seven minutes, so it was a good match. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. So this uh, today on the newest episode of NWA USA, Billy Corgan will be unveiling new uh, United States Tag Team Championship belts. Interesting. 
Scion will be defending the national title against yep. Dak Draper. Yep. Yeah. Good old Scion. Yep. Against Dak Draper. Very proud to be national champion, okay? There you go. Camille. We're going to talk about Camille in a minute. The hardest working champion in the company, and in my opinion, the most underappreciated women's wrestler in the world. And we're going to get to that in a moment, why I'm saying that as well. A triple threat, a three-way for the world women's title. It is Camille, Kylan King, and Chelsea Green. Now, it was originally Camille against Kylan King, but Chelsea Green uh, beat Angelina Love for the Champions Series cash-in that Velvet Sky gave Angelina Love, but Angelina Love lost a match to Chelsea Green, so Chelsea Green is cashing in it here. I'm a little leery of what's going to happen in that match. We'll talk more about that in a couple weeks. Uh, And, of course, the main event, the triple threat for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Trevor Murdoch defending against Matt Cardona and Tyrus. There's your card. Pretty loaded, actually, Doctor. Pretty loaded. And uh, as a matter of fact, the next day, uh, there's two matches slated for Revolution Rumble. Uh, Hawks Airy, the host tag team, will be taking on another to be announced. Then there's a 20-man Revolution Rumble. (laughs) Revolution. Revolution Rumble. You're, You're... they have 17 of the participants announced. They are Luke Hawks, PJ Hawks, Danny Flamingo, Buku Dao, Jay Spade, Jace Valor, Jet Danger, Magic Jake Dumas, Mims, Jack, he'll probably be the first one eliminated, Jax Dane, Odinson, Mercurio, Rhett Titus, Sal the Pal, Anthony Mayweather, Dak Draper, who could very well be the national heavyweight champion when this match happens. Brady Pierce, one half of the Spectaculars, and three more to be announced. Okay, here we go. So that's the card. And maybe it's uh, Scott Rascolo and Dr. G. Dr. G, yeah. And uh, uh, what about uh, Matt Rotella dressed as Gags the Gimp? That's what I think the third one is. Because he'll tell you. He'll want to chop your ass down. You know what he'll say? Gimpin' ain't easy. Because <laughs> he's a gimp. All right. Uh, I got a story here that was on uh, Wrestling Headlines. Mark Middleton. Uh, Billy Corgan is open to the idea of working with WWE or AEW, even as somewhat of a developmental brand. How about that? for the top promotions in the U.S. Corgan has publicly talked about his willingness to work with other promotions in the past. He recently spoke with Alistair McGeorge of Metro UK. And listen to this. Listen to this. Let me listen. He has revealed that he previously spoke with Triple H about getting the NWA on the WWE Network. Uh, oh, he spoke with Paul? He spoke with... There's only one person allowed to call him Paul. He's on this show, and it's not you. It didn't go anywhere, and that was fine. Very, very good discussions. Very open and cool, Corgan said. They certainly liked what I was trying to do. And they're, they've always been cool 
about what I was doing in the NWA. So I remain optimistic going into the future that there might be some business there to do. Now, I'm sure when when he was talking to Triple H, Vince was still there. And of course, Vince probably told him to fuck off because that's Vince. But the uh, landscape is very different, Doctor. Mm-hmm. A little different. I don't, I can't, they have their own developmental program. So I can't see NWA being used, WWE, but I could see them being on the network. Why not? Just offer another program. It doesn't. And then my dream comes true, and Trevor Murdoch drops the NWA World Heavyweight Championship to Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns will have all the belts. What do you think? I'll truly be the head of the table. Uh, Corkin commented on the NWA possibly serving almost as a developmental brand of sorts for certain wrestlers who are struggling for TV time to help build them into top stars. There might be economic models where they say, take these 10 talent, let us have an oversight position, you help develop these talents. It'd be good for the NWA, be good for the WWE, he said. There are lots of opportunities there. I would say the same thing even as it pertains to AEW. AEW has a tremendous amount of talent under contract. Not everybody is able to be on their main roster. So there might be opportunities where they want to send these people on a developmental level. I don't think AEW needs it as much as WWE does. Because um, AEW's got ROH, so they don't need another brand. Well, that's what I'm saying. They have a ROH and WWE has NXT. So. It's NXT, right. Uh, but I, but I mean, it doesn't, they don't need to be a developmental, but I, I have no problem with the NWA being like a, an extra brand that wouldn't really be connected to WWE, but could feed guys over there. Think about it. Think about this. How about you have like an NWA world's title match? You know, I don't know who Matt Cardona is bragging and outwalks Seth freaking Rollins. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool, but I, I mean, yeah, it would be very cool if you went to the WWE, but I, I, maybe it, it's a better fit for AEW. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, if you want to look yep. at the, if you want to look at the whole, uh, oh, Corgan also discussed his optimism for the future, especially with Triple H taking over from Vince. If you're a fan, it's an exciting time. Things are wide open again as professional wrestling really was the last 20 years is really an aberration to the way that professional business ran before the McMahons really took power of the wrestling culture for 20 years. Wrestling was pretty much a wide open business. You might see a different flexibility with WWE as far as other companies go moving into the future. Certainly my conversations in the past with triple H would indicate there's a different degree of openness than maybe there would have been in the regime that was running things before. Oh, who's throwing a jab at who there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, definitely the NWA needs some kind of platform. Now, if it's on Peacock, there you go. That's a built-in platform, and uh, you could do all kinds of things with that. I mean, obviously, you got to figure out the financials. Um, right. But AEW, yes, they have Ring of Honor, but... Um, I don't know. I, I, you're right. I, I think it might work better for WWE because they don't really WWE has a platform they could just go on and put a show on. They don't really need to necessarily be associated with the WWE, but right, have a working relationship and maybe once in a while, right, bring guys from the rain rosters down. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think it'd be pretty great. I, I think. NWA eventually is going to need some kind of feeder 
whether it's financial or developmental, uh, Billy, I don't think if he wants to really sustain himself, he's not going to be able to do it on his own. And eventually this roster is going to get very stale. So if there's a place where they can get a feeder of like some studs, listen, all right, how about NXT? How about, uh, you know, you have Nick, you know, uh, Mims and Braun Breaker or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there, but you never know, you know. Exactly. So, all right. Now it's time to get pissed. So for those that have listened to the newest episode uh, of PlayStation Nation's main event, which if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, dropped yesterday here on the network, you'll know what I'm about to talk about. If you haven't, get ready because this is part two. You might want to pause this, listen to part one or listen to the main event and then come back. But so yesterday or Thursday, I should say, you're listening to this on Saturday. On Thursday, uh, one of my uh, compadres on the main event, Mr. Steve Aloysius Willie, uh, dropped me the link to this year's 2022 PWI 150, which is, of course, the list of the 150 top women's wrestlers in the world. Okay. Now, last year, Bianca Belair was number one. And Camille, our world, our, Dr. G, our world women's champion was 32, which we thought was mildly criminal. But we gave him the benefit of the doubt. She had just won the championship, yada, yada. But. We said this is the year she's going to jump into the top 15, maybe even the top 10. Because of the year she's had. Well. Here we go. I'm going to read you the list. Number one, Dr. G, is... Siuri. Yep, I don't know who she was either. I don't Keep know. That. That's okay. That's okay. Keep that in the back of your mind as I continue on. Number two is Bianca Belair. Number three, one of our former beloved NWA alumnus and current AEW linear women's champion, Thunder Rosa. Number four, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Five, Jade Cargill. She's the highest AEW wrestler. Six, Jordan Grace. She's the highest uh, impact women's wrestler. Then seven, Saya Kamatani. Eight, Charlotte Flair. I think it's kind of high. She hasn't wrestled since May. Nine, Starlight Kid. Keep it up here. 10, Taya Valkyrie, 10. 11, Tasha Steeles, you know Tasha, NWA alumnus. Mm -hmm. 12, Miyu Yamashita. Mm -hmm. 13, Dr. Rip Baker, DMD. 14, Masha Slamovich, of course she's in Impact. 15, this one was, I just, 15, Mickey James. 16, AZM. 
17, Liv Morgan. 18, Ronda Rousey. 19, Deanna Perrazzo. I'm sure Sean Sean Kidd jumped out of his skin at that one. 20, Utami Hayashishita. Twenty-one, Mandy Rose, our NXT Women's Champion. Twenty-two, Mako Satomura. And at twenty-three, moving up nine spots from a year ago, our NWA. World Women's Champion, Camille. 23. Hmm. 23. I, I, you know, I don't understand. The only, the only thing I could see why is this, she doesn't wrestle as often. I don't know if she does a lot of independence. No, that, sir, is bullshit. And I'll tell you why. And that's not your fault. I went on a, I went scorched earth. I mean, Pete and Nate, they were jumping on furniture. They couldn't step on the ground. I lost it last night or when we recorded. Well, yesterday. I lost it on the show. Absolutely lost it. (laughs) This woman, okay, undefeated, has wrestled on every NWA pay-per-view, sometimes twice. Puts on four, four and a halfs every time she steps in the ring. Ty Valkyrie is number 10. She beat her twice. And before, and the first thing Nate, uh, Pete said to me was, well, I mean, the NWA doesn't have the exposure. All right, I'm going to take that reasoning, Pete. Because all of these women, all these Japanese wrestlers, and this has nothing to do with them being Japanese, but hear me out here. All these female Japanese wrestlers, who I'm sure are exceptional wrestlers, they all wrestle for stardom, which is a, which is a pretty good promotion. Dr. G, where could you watch stardom? Where could you watch what? I have no idea! But guess what? You could go and fight fucking fight tv fight tv by the nwa all access pass for just 50 dollars a year and you can watch all the nwa you want easily and you technically don't even have to pay for it because you can watch uh power and nwa usa on youtube you just still have to pay for the pay-per-views that's that's why it's still smart to get the uh my my thing is camille doesn't get the exposure that some of the other women wrestlers have but the NWA is out there. You could watch it on YouTube. Uh, you know, a lot of the programs for free. And that's why I think it's smart that they did get back onto YouTube again. Because you can't just rely on a pay tier. Because you need to open it up to more people. And they have done that. And these are wrestling, you know, whatever, whether you want to call them journalists. They should know their stuff. I mean, this this woman is amazing. I mean, she's had some a nice year, year plus. My point is, everybody talked about 
and we trust me, we went through this all last night. Even Steve Willie, who is the most knowledgeable indie wrestling fan I know, anytime any anytime Steve Willie says anything about an indie wrestler, I take what he says as gospel. Even he doesn't know where to watch stardom wrestling. So the whole Camille has no Camille's exposure is limited. I call bullshit on that because it is much easier to watch the NWA than it is to watch stardom wrestling. So again, I am not disrespecting Siori or uh, Saya Kamatani. I have to get my glasses on. Saya Kamatani or Starlight Kid or me or or, uh, Miyu Yamashita. I'm not disrespecting any of them as wrestlers. What I'm saying is, where are they getting the exposure? And Camille is not. Their show's even more limited. The only, I'm not talking about Jay Cargill or Becky Lynch. I'm not saying that, that she needs to hop all these WWE wrestlers that have had full years of wrestling. However, if we're talking brass tacks, I'm sorry. I think they both were good champions. And I think Mandy Rose is a pretty good champion in a, in a, in uh, NXT, but I'm sorry, Camille could wrestle circles around both of them. I agree. And the only reason they're higher is because of exposure. And I'm okay with that. It's it's bullshit, but I'm okay with it. But the fact that these all these Japanese women's wrestlers, who are, again, probably pretty good, got higher than Camille, and then everyone uses the exposure excuse as to why Camille is only 23, yet you find me you find me stardom wrestling anywhere easier than watching the NWA on Fight TV or on YouTube. You can't. That's why I call bullshit. Camille has worked her ass off since the pandemic ended and since NWA came back in March of 2021. <coughs> Excuse me. And you know how many matches she's lost since When Our Shadows Fall? Zero. And she only moved up nine spots. Mickey James is 15. And how many matches has she wrestled this year? Four? I call bullshit on this. I honestly think Bianca Belair should still be number one. And Deanna Perrazzo at 19? Wow. I'm more mad about this, Dr. G, and I said this to the to the guys on main event. I'm more mad about this than I was when John Moxley was number one in the PWI 500, like, what was it, three years ago or two years ago? After the punk debacle, I actually kind of have more respect for John Moxley, believe it or not. I'm still tired of him crying and whining that that he that WWE didn't care shake because that's that's bullshit. But I have a little more respect for him as I feel he has become the face of AEW. And he should be. He should be. But this is a pile of shit. And that is gospel. You agree. 
You just agree. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Yeah, I, I you know, I th- the thing is, I think yeah, I don't know how they compile these things. That's the other thing. I mean, do you have any clue? Well, I mean, it's not wins and losses. It's not wins and losses because Camille has zero. If you were going by record, she'd be number one. Well, that's true. But um, I think it goes from I think it goes from October 1st to September 30th. It's a later window than the men are. The men, I think it's July first. You could make her number one. I get that because she no, doesn't... you can't make her number one. I understand that. I listen. I I get that she's behind the eight ball when it comes to WWE and AEW wrestlers. I totally get that. Although I think she's better than two thirds of the AEW roster. But I think I think definitely top fifteen. Yeah, I'm sorry. She's better than two thirds of the AEW roster. And admittedly, I think she could hang. Give me Camille and and Charlotte. Fuck yeah, I'll sign up for that. Definitely. Give me Camille and Asuka or Camille and even, well, she definitely could out wrestle Mandy Rose. And I like Mandy Rose. But she's not a better wrestler than Camille. I like Liv Morgan. I thought that was a great story on SmackDown when she's cha- as, as she's currently champion. Is she currently champion? Or did Ronda beat her? I think Ronda beat her. Um, did Ronda beat her? Jesus, I'm so out of the loop. Hold on. Yeah, me too. Uh, let me go by the words. Current champions. That's the men. Uh, holy crap. I don't even know. Is that sad? I have to look this up. Smackdown. I'm such a... Wow, I am bad. Women's... Smackdown Women's Championship. Oh yeah, Ronda did beat. Oh yeah, Ronda beat her. Ronda beat her at uh, Extreme Rules. Okay, so Ronda's got the belt back. But Liv Morgan had a great run. That was a that was a good story. But is she a better wrestler than Camille? No. But Liv gets the benefit of exposure. Bandy Rose gets the benefit of exposure. I, I can live with that. I'm not crazy about it, but I can live with that. What I can't live with. Is all these Japanese women's wrestlers who are probably, again, tremendous workers in a promotion that you can't find. So no one can tell me that Camille gets blackballed as compared to other wrestlers in similar promotions because you can't find Camille. That is bullshit. That's all I'm saying. I like when you get fired up. Just saying. Honestly, I, I I thought, and Steve was surprised when I said this. I thought Jade Cargill was too low. She was five. I'd have put her in the top three. To be honest with you, I think she had a better year than uh, than uh, Thunder Rosa did. Even though Thunder Rosa is the champion, obviously she has to wrestle because she got suspended because she's having her own issues. But anyway, mm. just wanted to yeah. throw that out there. The men's was released as well, wasn't it? Yeah, we did the men's a while ago. Did I? Did we talk about the men's? No, but I, I mean, I, I think I'm seeing it. Roman Reigns was number one. Yes, Roman Reigns. Here was number one, uh, 2022. So the top ten were Roman Reigns, uh, 
Kaz Okada, Punk, Hangman Page, Bobby Lashley, Cody Rhodes, Brian Danielson, Elio Del Vikingo. Vikingo, I think it is. How is Big E number nine? Big E and Jonathan Gresham. Um, Big E had a good first half of the year, and then he got hurt. That's a sad part. He could have had a better year. I like Mac, Matt Cardona. Did you see that? I mean, Matt Cardona moved up 284 slots from 297 to 13. And that's strictly from his impact and NWA stuff. Yeah. Moxley dropped from 6 to 12, but he was out a lot. He was getting, you know, he's going through the rehab and everything. So. Hmm. I thought we talked about the men's. Maybe we didn't. I thought we MJF did. 16, I say. What's that? MJF is 16. MJF is 16. Don't forget, he sat for a while. Adam Cole in the 18. Adam Cole may never wrestle again. Kenny, Kenny, who was number one last year, but that's when he was champion, is went down to 19 because he was out for most of the year to rehabbing injury. Jericho is 22, and honestly, Jericho should be higher when they do next year's. Uh, our guy Hammerstone moved up 30 spots to 24. God, I'd love to see him in NWA. I'd love to see him in NWA. I really would. That's the one guy from those god-awful UWN primetime live slops that we had to watch that I wish came with them to the NWA was Hammerstone because he's awesome. What what, uh, what did he move up to? He's in a PWG. No, what did he move up to? What slot? 24. Oh, I have Alexander. Yeah, Alexander Hammerstone. Oh, is that what he goes by? Yeah, well, he's Hammerstone. I think I'm, I don't know. I got a list I found online. It's oh funny. no, I'm I I I'm looking at uh, I'm on the IWD, the Internet Wrestling Database. I, I'll I'll send you the link. This is the easier way to look at it. Twenty four is yeah, that's him, Hammerstone. Braun Breaker is twenty six. Next year he'll be higher. Anyway, I thought we talked. I thought we did the men's list. Maybe you and I didn't. Anyway, all right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Saturday special. Again, television-wise, not much to talk about. Uh, we will be back, of course, next week. Uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, today's episode of NWA USA and then this coming Tuesday's episode of Power. As we are getting closer, we're just two weeks from tonight. Two weeks from tonight. You believe it already? Hard times three. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get into uh, some other stuff. We'll... We'll take a look and see what these new U.S. tag team title belts look like. Um, should be very interesting. So you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather, doctor, of course, at Dr. GPTB. And please follow the brand on Twitter. That's most important, at PTB and Wrestling. Uh, and check out all of the news and notes pertaining to the network. We had a great week this week. New episode of With This Ring. New episode of Talking WCW. Jenny and Greg and Tim did the best of Halloween Havoc. It was a fun episode. Uh, and, of course, new episode of Main Event this coming week. Uh, we have the the uh, PTB the Place Me podcast Halloween special is Monday. Oh, big shit! Where, where is did you, where, where, did you where dress up as uh, Justin and you? He dressed up as you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he dressed up as Aaron George, and I dressed up as you. So each other's bromances. Then you look great. <laughs> It was hard to wear the Aaron Judge jersey, but anyway. Um, so, uh, so check that out. Halloween special. Pete the Place Be Podcast, Justin and I. Uh, and of course, coming up this week, new episodes, of course, of um, Starflation. I think we'll have a new episode this week. 
Also, of course, new episodes of Highway to the Impact Zone, new episodes of NWA Crock and Roll. They did shows without you while you were trying to smuggle cheese and prosciutto into the country. Uh, check out all the great stuff on the PTB Wrestling Network. Of course, the other quad of pods, uh, the PTB Pop Experience, the No-So, the Jenny Position, all great stuff. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, stay safe for those that are trick-or-treating because I wish that's still a thing. Happy Halloween. Uh, my tradition is I usually, I'm actually going to a horror convention this weekend down in Jersey. That should be fun. And then, of course, my tradition, Monday, uh, Halloween night, I put on Halloween, the original with Jamie Lee Curtis, because that's the greatest horror movie of all time. Um, Dr. G's favorite horror movie of all time is the 2004 American League Championship Series highlight video. Oh. Have a great week. i oh, sorry. I had to do it. Uh, besides, this World Series has a bunch of teams nobody likes. So Phillies. But who cares? I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Yeah.